Hello there, post-recording Dan here. On second listen of this while I'm editing, I realise this is one of the most un-audio friendly podcasts we've ever recorded and it's a bit of a nightmare to sit through honestly but there is some really important moments we kind of touch on here in the film and it is quite a funny one and it's an interesting one however for those of you that don't want to sit through all the screaming and the noise peaks and the horribleness I've put some time codes in the description below and I probably will start doing this for the rest of the podcast as well so people can kind of skip around but you can go straight to the the kind of movie review and the spoiler section if you want. Um, I'll include a little section in the middle where we get massively sidetracked and it gets very loud. So you can completely skip past that one if need be. So that way you can enjoy the movie review, you can enjoy the podcast without going deaf and without having to listen to our annoying voices too much. Thank you very much. Hey there, uh, Spud. It's uh, Dan Hearn here. Sorry to bother you. Uh, I'm just Hello, talking Dan. about slave labour. Uh, I think I'm interested, yeah. What are, you, what are you selling it for? I don't know. The film never actually explained it. That's a fair point. I've got one right here. Stick to the script! Sorry! Hello again, welcome back to the DNDND podcast. My name, as always, is Dan, and I'm here with my co-host, Spod. I always have my white person voice. Oh, I bet you do, sir. Uh, we're joined today by a number of guests. Pre-warning, we are recording three in one go, so uh, once you get to two weeks past this, we're going to be absolutely blitzed. But we are here today with a, a new Mr. Robert Sawley McHuggett-Smith. Yeah, it's just actually Rob, but hello. Uh, a returning Adam Hawkswood. You know, you all hate that I'm here, and so do I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a returning sweary Eve Bullard. I'm not that bad. Yeah, okay. I'm not that bad. And if he decides to make a quick voice appearance, we've got uh, the captain, Patrick Bell. Yo, my slimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, apologies for the audio for this one already, because uh, there's six of us in a room with one mic, and it's going to be a bit of a nutcase, but uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we watched Sorry to Bother You today. Boots Riley directed. Lakeith, uh, what's Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield starring. Got me there. Quality film. But I, I do want to start initially off with a little bit of news. And we did discuss it pre the film. We did. Um, DC Fandom. Indeed. A number of things came to fruition. Just It was wild. A lot. It was a bit wild. Uh, initially the Batman. How you all feeling about that? I like it. I do like the Robert Pattinson lead. I've got a bit of a man boner for him recently. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Since the Lighthouse, uh, since uh, Good Time, since Twilight. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the new you, Pattinson direction. I am Team Edwards. Oh, just very much so. Absolutely put what? right, Spud. I am Team Edwards, especially when Robert Pattinson beats every bone out of just like <laughs> some man he finds in the street in this trailer. It really shows the Batman is a man to be loved and admired by the people of Gotham. I mean, first of all, he was being up seagulls, now he's being up men. I think it's the natural transition. Fair point. I, you know, I hate to say it. But he's watching is. his friend yeah, turn exactly. into God himself, and exactly. now he's Batman. That's <laughs> exactly right. I am a bit... Spoilers! <laughs> oh, yeah, you haven't watched Lighthouse. I haven't seen it yet! I am a bit confused. Go on. When does he start playing baseball? <laughs> <laughs> When does he start stalking Bella Swan? No, no, no. Because if he is... If he's a Batman... The Batman. You're rubbish. 
Uh, to be fair, greatest joke on no, 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 Batten Bat, Batten Bat, very good. Bat, Batten Bat. As someone who knows a little bit about vampires, they can turn into bats. So Batman Shit. could be just a, an actual vampire. He has not changed his character. Oh my god! Oh no! Are they? <laughs> they just moved. That was fantastic. They're doing a Gotham Twilight shared universe. I would be living for that. What would that He's expanded nuts. universe even be called? <laughs> the 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 Gothamite is EU. D's nuts. Ha! What? Gotham. No. Oh, that may have been the, the worst. Universe, that's the though. worst joke I've heard in a that's long true. time. <laughs> Moving on from the Batman, even though it is interesting, we've got a lot to cover in this one. Uh, we've also got the Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Nice nice. looking good. Yeah, we watched a lot of trailers. So um, a lot of people. So many people. Oh, very interesting. Other than that one girl who just plays a someone. Don't be saying. Oh yeah, it's just like the. F- a woman I'm sure with a gun. That is like a, a name for her character. Well, she's not comics, in the comics. Is she, she, no, is she a new she? character? No, she's a, uh, well, supposedly a new character. So so is TDK, but TDK is Armful Off Man. Armful Off Man, you know, what? the classic. Okay, so you know Nathan Fillion? Yeah. yeah. The big like, guy that's wearing like, a helmet, a mm. vest with the old skull and crossbones on his shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's playing a character called TDK, and that is a character in the comics who can take his arms off and hit them. <laughs> Against his arm fall off boy. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love the yeah. sound of that. Oh, it's meant to be kind of a bit of a teaser because yeah, of the yeah. trailer, but you can literally his logo. Yeah, he has no arms. Yeah, I, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. But um, people have been speculating what TDK stands for at uh, one of the podcasts we both watched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they insinuated it would be the Dark Knight because he thinks he's bigger <laughs> than he is, and then people just call him Arm Fall Off Man. I'm oh, excited. Sorry. And that, King Shark is my pick for the, the oh, beast of yeah. the film. I abs- yeah, MVP. I hated the first film. Oh, was, oh yeah, no, it was yeah, yeah, Suicide yeah, Squad yeah, was yeah, a yeah. horrible, horrible film. Release no. the David Ayer cut! Exactly. <laughs> but it, as some coming from that, this is looking like a good film. I'm yeah. liking the direction that I'm I mean, interested. I've seen very Ford. little, but it looks cool. It looks very to cool. To be fair, compared to the first one, a, you know, a little bit of dog shit on a sandwich. Probably look favourable. Yeah, I agree. You Margaret don't... Robbie's amazing in both, though. No, she, yeah. is, she is the only redeeming factor. Well, no, I think I think both. a lot of people in the first one were good. It's just it's cut so weirdly oh, God, yeah. that no one in any scene looks like an actor. <laughs> they just look like a random person that was forced into a studio and held at gunpoint. I mean, Jay, they, like, Jai Courtney, of acted. Jai Courtney is dressed as a homeless man. He's barely boomerang in that film. Yeah, it's quite important. I like it. I like Captain Boomerang. How are they working out the reboot? Because it's still got some consistency. I mean, cast. We don't really know. I I know James James Gunn wanted it to be a continuity, but not really a sequel. So he brought the good leads back from it. And um, same with Rick Flagg. Rick Flagg was interesting in the first film, but he looks a lot better. Will Will Smith was a poor dead shot. Oh yeah. I think awful. he was just there for the star power, though, really. Yeah. Mm. He's just the biggest name in that film, yeah. maybe Bar- Margot Robbie. I'm good. very upset. Cara Delevingne is in that film. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. She, she was, was the terrible. worst. Oh, no, no she's Cara Delevingne isn't like a famous actor. She's just like a fucking famous woman with big eyebrows, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, That's she? true. She was my 12 year old crush. Yeah, who, who wasn't like Eve? Anyway, guys, here is the brief wasn't. cover of the DC fan vote. <laughs> oh, we're not even done yet. Yeah. Oh, we've also got, uh, well, we're, just, we're just doing a bit of a Mr. Sunday Movies news scope, aren't we, really? Uh, we've got um, obviously Wonder Woman 1984 was covered very quickly. Not not a lot new was revealed other than uh, Cheetah or Leopard yeah. or Big Cat or Lion or whatever her name is. 
some kind of apex cat predator. Essentially so. And uh, Black Adam is obviously the rock. Very interesting. Mm. Got the uh, Warner Brothers Montreal game uh, Gotham Knights. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. We watched trailer together and it involves Nightwing Robin. Normal Robin. Tim Drake Robin. Tim, Tim Drake, Drake Robin. I can't so tell if he's Robin or Red Robin. I think he's Robin because Red Robin has a different costume. I Red think Robin is a and... Red Robin skin. Mm. Yeah. To be fair though, if if Barbara is still Batgirl, Batgirl which yeah. she is, that oh, that technically should still be Jason Todd as Robin, but well, Jason Todd's Red Hood, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, so and if Damien is, it'll in be the, it'll be DLC. Probably. Let's be real. The skins will be DLC. Yeah. Um, Microtransactions, I believe, are the word. These oh, a hundred percent. Is that one also four player co op? I've just clocked. No. Because there was four characters, or is it you uh, play as one character? So what? what uh, we, uh, in the gameplay trailer that they did release, it, you can play it solo, but it yeah. is solo online. Oh god. And so you can join other parties, and so you can co-op it. So if you're playing together, it takes the route of one solo character okay. in their storyline, and then you join in after the cutscenes. Okay. Mm. Um, the gameplay doesn't look amazing. The concept of it does. Yeah. It, it's something that I'm interested in, and I fucking love Arkham games, so... I Yeah, I agree. I just hope they don't fuck it, because we were saying when we were watching the other trailer, yeah. I went... Spoil your info. <laughs> um, there's the f- the four player carbury has been overdone a lot, so I hope they don't fuck it here a bit because these both look like they've got a lot of potential as games. Yeah, but even easily if they, fucked. Even if they fuck up the storyline in the main bit, I I assume they'll be able to redeem something at least with the core yeah. battles because I that is a, so. the first time it's ever been brought into in like in game content. The first time it's brought to a big media other than the comics. Court of Owls is a fascinating storyline, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I think the sad thing is there's a lot of these IPs around at the moment that are a lot of potential, but are just being that the games themselves are just really terrible. Oh yeah. Like both of these games could be really, really cool or absolutely terrible, but I just hope they are, you know, on the cool side. But I really hope so as well. I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. And then along with that we've got a Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. This is the one that's... Oh, sorry. Disappointment. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, essentially, what, what happens in the trailer is we've got Harley Quinn, we've got Deadshot, we've got King Shark, and we've so. got um, Australian Captain Boomerang in the OG outfit. They do a little bit of fighting, they do a little bit of back and forth rapport, and then they are met with a Superman uh, they do not realise is an evil Superman, and that is their target to fight. That's the end of the trailer. Very interesting. No gameplay. Cool concept. Likewise, I feel like it's a game that could easily go down the kind of 100%. bullet horde, four, four player, player co op, yeah. really boring, repetitive gameplay kind Every of thing. Every boss is a sponge, exactly. and it's just like, yeah. I'm just hoping not. This one has so much more promise, though, because it's still in the same universe mm. as the Arkham games. Yeah. It is, yeah. Possibly? Yeah. Probably. Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at the trailers, you wouldn't guess it, because it's looking like a different yeah, art, yeah, art yeah. style. I mean, it is hinted at. Throughout the Arkham games, there is like a wider universe. Superman is definitely mentioned. You've got some of the other Justice League, but it's definitely not mentioned that directly. Yeah, there is a definite Justice League apart from anything else, let alone a Suicide Squad, which makes like the concept of the game very strange. I think people are sort of asking if it comes before or after the games, and that is quite a large span of time anyway. Well, you were saying earlier there's already inconsistencies with the yeah. Deadshot character because they're, you know, different characters in mm-hmm. the Arkham games to this trailer, so oh, who knows really where this is going. That's out, that's us out of the uh, DC fandom area. Spud, what have you been drinking today? I've been drinking 
Tesco peach schnapps with J two O. Oh I, yeah, I know you. Because are. I'm a filthy boy. You have indeed. I've been drinking a Tesco ginger ale with a mix of red leg, vanilla, and ginger spiced rum. That's it's cool. It's beautiful, isn't it? Rum. I, bet. I think me and Hawkers have really just been having a selection of cats. <laughs> <laughs> just really everything we get our hands on. I don't want any kind of slander. I've been drinking Tesco Value Vodka with. <laughs> Tango, a branded drink, not sponsored. Fucking brilliant. Eve? I have to agree with Horses on the Tesco Value vodka, but this time with the ginger ale as well. Tesco Value. Very true. And Patrick, you've just arrived, so you've been sipping nothing. Oh, no, a couple of sand miggies. Brilliant. That's what we've been drinking today. Spud, as always, would you like to give me a quick plot breakdown? Yes. So, rattle it off. Uh, there is a man and he lives in a garage and he has a girlfriend a very very pretty girlfriend oh, I love Tessa we'll get awesome. onto that later and so he joins a call centre and is instructed that people will not listen to him unless he uses his white person voice so he does that and then he gets promoted to not head but to a higher position in the Power company cooler. I believe it is yeah. powerful yeah. and then his friends back downstairs the low-level workers organise a strike and he discovers more and more of the dirty secrets of this company while also fighting his friends and getting product placement thrown at his head. Yeah. Stuff like that. Quite Rising accurate. through the ranks of this company. Very accurate, yeah. yeah. Rising through the ranks. Uh, there's a lot of uh, racial commentary going on. Yep. Uh, it is subtle at points and very unsubtle at points in yeah. the best way possible. Yeah. I would say a lot of metaphors in there and a lot of really uh, airplane naked gun esque jokes that are thrown yeah. at you. Some and absolutely it, it, brilliant, brilliant cutaways, basically. Oh yeah, great it's, like side gags and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of them also like play into an actual message, mm. which some mm. don't really get. Like airplane, like naked gun. It's like gag comedy, but with a meaning. Yeah, it's That's very like a Black Klansman esque in the fact that mm. it's a it's a fun film to watch. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very interesting. It's very comedic, yeah. but it's there not, is a deeper message. Yeah. Like, it's not fun it. to think about. Oh it's no, important not. to think about. Not fun. I think the film kind of doesn't let you get away with not thinking about it, though. Very it true. Really it will, it will shove it back in your face. In your face yeah. yeah, it's very mm-hmm. clever. It's awesome. Would you recommend it? Yes. Yeah, I don't usually do that this early, but yes, I would. Well, I think that there's not a lot to talk about without spoilers, in my opinion. Fair point. It's a very it, the the longer you watch it, the deeper it goes. That's very true. Kind of like a fish kind I of like, like a fish yeah. yes that was would you like me to make it worse Eve oh, then let's God. stop here okay <laughs> why is that threat <laughs> would you recommend it Rob I would 100% recommend it yeah even though it's two years old at this point as well I think it's more and more relevant as oh, 2020 yeah. has unfolded it's become relevant yeah. at this point. it really has Hawkers yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, even without like the political commentary and all that stuff, it's a very enjoyable watch. Very pretty to look at. Yeah, very exactly. Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full on cin- cin- cinema- cinematography. Simp. I mean, we, I mean, we <laughs> were, which I'm sure we will come <laughs> <laughs> I think you need cinematography, right? <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I think you were saying you like the cinematography. I mean, the amount that you guys talking about Tessa Thompson, it might as well have been cinematography. I love Tessa yeah. Thompson. Eve? Everyone loves Tessa Thompson. I mean, do you recommend it? Absolutely, yeah. 100%.
It's very relevant for these days. Um, it was relevant in 2018 when it came out, but my God, is it relevant now? But uh, it is zeitgeisty. A very interestingly true. <laughs> um, it is. It's a fantastic watch. It's a fun watch, even if it is a bit dark at times. But it's an essential watch. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. All right, we ready for spoilers? spoilers? I think it's spoiler time, boys. Spoiler time. All right. Okay. Spoiler, do you want to roll me off the cast quickly as well? Fair enough. We have our main character, Cassius Green. Mm-hmm. My boy, Lakeith. Yeah. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. Legend. And your ideal woman, Tessa Thompson. I mean, she, she's Detroit. a goddess. Well, technically, she's a Valkyrie, but yeah. Oh, very clever. Very clever. Oh, oh, very very clever. What are you doing that? Give me the fucking pickle. Yeah, go on, carry on. Uh, we have Cash's think... best friend Salvador, yep. Jermaine Fowler. I don't recognise him from a lot, no. honestly. Uh, no. uh, Amari Hardwick as Mr. I think he was Mr. the guy with the eye patch. Right? Oh, yes, it's, oh, okay, he's yeah, written yeah. down here as Mr. Mr. L- uh, Line. Many oh, underscores. that's clever. I like yeah. the name. Yeah. Who had an eye patch and a hell of a beard. Oh, yeah. Terrible Fucking book. brilliant sideburns. Um... Terry Crews as Sergio, his yeah. uncle. His uncle. The landlord. Um, Kate Burlant as the only other woman in the film. Unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> oh Diana Debauchery. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh they made a joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've uh, also got uh, Patton Oswald voicing the white yeah. voice of Mr. Indeed. And, uh, and you've got uh, David, David Cross. Cross as Cassius's voice. Yeah. Patton Oswald as Mr.'s voice. And Lily James as... De- Detroit's white British man. Was that Lily James? Oh, wow. yes. Apparently, apparently. For some reason, brilliant. it's really? specified as British here. Yeah. I'm not sure why. You've got um, Danny Glover as well makes an appearance and he's the first one he to does. kind of establish his reaction. Yeah. 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 He introduced Langston. the white voice concept Langston. as well. Langston. Do, do you know who his white voice is? Is it is it clear on there? Because uh, I mean, that, that's most of your main characters. Uh, yeah, my I can't find it. It's probably very someone else. Yeah, I feel Sorry. like, if anything, his white voice is not going to be the most prominent actor. David Cross and uh, yeah, Pat Oswald, they're the really yeah, the early games do. They, yeah, the, they, they are the essential ones. The it's main really white voices. It was an absolutely I excellent cast. I, everyone did it. Did a great job. I feel. 100%. Like, they were fantastic. Yeah. We we mentioned that, like sort of all the, even all the background actors, their facial expressions during the kind of moments that they needed to be were very accurate, very spot oh, on. Yeah, like oh. when the debauchery woman was saying all the kind of like, oh, oh you know, she was, was, we're yeah, a team. Yeah. I'm not your manager. We're just team yeah. members. All the facial expressions yeah. very dry. She's so kind of, funny. Yeah. Was very um, you got Squeeze as well, Glenn right. from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, of course. Stephen Hume. Yeah, Yarn Legend. He's yeah, there's also so many good characters. It was really Army, good. Army, Army, Hammer. Army Hammer plays uh, Steve Lift. Steve Lift. Yeah, I think I can't believe that's an actual name. Army Hammer. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel Army like Hammer. he's it's like the most Chad name. Nice to meet you. Like, such a Chad yeah. character. The first Army Hammer film I ever watched was Repo Men, which is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. but that was quality. <laughs> but they 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 all put like such actual acting effort yeah. into the parts they're playing. Which makes it just so much more than like a stupid like. Well, uh, it was. I don't know. Like, a lot yeah. of parts of it were very absurd, very silly. Yeah, but 100%. the actors played it off so well, and like it was exactly. just part of the world that they were in. Uh, I, I think the world that they built around them was so real, like it yeah. felt like an actual world, despite all of the silliness that was taking mm. part in I, the world. Gotcha. I think it was like played straight in a way mm. that they the actors kind of let on in a very subtle way that they're being. 
how silly about yeah, it. But cheap. it was also like in terms of the narrative, like completely dead on. Mm. Like the whole narrative is meant to be essentially a drama, but yeah. as the audience, you find it funny. Which I, it's executed so well. I wasn't expecting it at all. I think the the airplane, no, it's an airplane, sorry, naked gun. Uh, comparison comparison yeah. is very very accurate because all the characters in airplane they just feel like mm. you know that's just Every, everything they see them. does very matter. deadpan yeah exactly I feel like there is a lot of uh let's fucking let's say that one out daniel <laughs> there's a lot of leslie nielsen kind of uh yeah inspiration yeah, that kind of energy absolutely it's, it's cool it's funny it's really funny for something that shouldn't yeah. be funny yeah well for something that's making such a serious point and such a serious statement it, yeah. about yeah. society it really plays off the comedy well yeah. Yeah. and that's that right. kind of thing like there's a lot of movies that are kind of very serious but also try and tie in the comedy that really fail like there's oh, a yeah. Yeah. Blake Lively film and Anna Kendrick film that's meant to be like a thought thriller comedy yes uh, we've watched that perfect. nice no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where the, uh, the girl it's... like uh, disappears her yeah it's yeah. honestly yeah. just Gone Girl a simple favour no not a simple favour yes it's, yeah, yeah. it's so bad because they really get the mix of comedy and thriller wrong but yeah, this movie actually, just gets yeah. that it's not a thriller, but it's, I don't know, a drama. There, there, I mean, there's scary, well, not even scary points. There's there are weird, disconcerting, points, yeah. very unnerving points. I like 100% agree. Let's get into the plot a bit. So, you've got Cassius. He's your... Cash Green. Cash Green. <laughs> Trying to Every single name in this yeah. is very yeah. poignant as Thought well. Thought out. Thought but Tessa well, yeah. Thompson's name is Detroit, Michigan or something? Is yeah. it actually it's Detroit? It's actually Michigan. It's only... No, no, no. It's only... Is it just the first name? It's only labelled as Detroit online. Oakland? Yeah, where is it? Hold on. <laughs> it's set in Oakland, yeah. Yeah, set in Oakland. Oakland is a It's not in San Fran. No, no, no. Oakland's in, in, in like south. I don't Detroit. know. Well, it's just because um, the character designer said that she based on characters, especially Detroit's one. California. Off of Black Lives Matter protests in Oakland. So I didn't know that was any relevance to her We need to research films before we do this. We probably should. Um, yeah, all the names are very poignant in yeah. this. They're very, they're mm. very well thought out, mm. and they're like. It seems a lot of this film, there's points in the background and parts of it that you seem to miss that all seem kind of relevant. It's an attention to detail that you don't see. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's really, it's really nice because it makes, especially because we both watched it before. Yeah, so, so it, it yeah, makes it much more entertaining second watch. It makes it much more entertaining second watch because there are things you wouldn't notice the first time around, and you're like, ah, fuck, that's that's some nice foreshadowing. Definitely. Like the riding definitely. Prop. The, the, right, your, oh, the riding crop or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's 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 just well, in the um, what was it? Easy, easy Living or something? What was it called? Like the weird um, company owned by Steve Lift. Oh, oh, I know the name as well. Work free. Is work. It? No, it's, no, it's, no, 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 it's work, a, something free. Something free. It's definitely with a W. Oh. I swear. <laughs> Worry-free? Worry-free. That's the worry-free. Worry in free one of the first shots of the worry-free adverts, there's like a horseshoe on like the mantelpiece. Is that? Oh, I wouldn't even notice that. That is some that. serious foreshadowing. But okay, it's the yeah. sort of thing, I think a movie that you can watch multiple times and get more out of every time, you know, that really just tells you 100%. this is a movie that someone's really put a lot of effort into. Yeah. So me and Rob uh, saw, we have seen this before previously, 
Uh, Eve, Hawkers, Spud, and Patrick have never seen this, but Patrick, Patrick unfortunately came in about half of <laughs> Damn! <laughs> so he, he missed most yeah. of it, that's why he's saying, staying a bit silent. <laughs> uh, but uh, there, there is a lot, a lot of depth to the film that you don't notice the first yeah. time, and that is brilliant. But uh, Cassius Green is a working class man uh, living in the garage of his uncle, trying to get a job. He gets a job at a call center, does what he can there but realises that he will not get by without using his white voice, as advised by Danny Glover. Indeed. Uses his white voice and quickly climbs up the uh, business ladder. Mm. It turns out that when you're not thinking, or when his customers aren't thinking, oh, this is a scam, because mm. racism is dead in America, obviously. Oh, yeah, it turns clearly. out that he is an absolute prodigy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the way Danny Glover describes a white voice is almost like a spot on description of like the classic white mm. privilege. Like it's like it, it's sort mm. of like your yeah. bills are paid, you're yeah. safe. So I think that's kind of what it's meant to represent. The fact it's less if you it's can less your skin you know, color and yeah. more like a, if you when you when you hear the words run. white privilege, what yeah. do you think of? Oh, he's got his car paid yeah, out. Absolutely. He's done all this. He lives like that. That's the voice they go It's more like the desirable place in society. Not necessarily linked to race, but it's Mm. more white people. Which is arguably even more insidious. Yeah. mm. And it's fantastic. And you're introduced immediately to the gold elevator as well, Mm. which is only only the higher-ups in the company are able to use the elevator. Everyone else must use the stairs. It's a classic kind of American dream situation because it's in the lobby, so everyone coming into the building can see it, but, you know, it's the unattainable goal. It's also kind of weirdly shot like a horror shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very shiny. It's like a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's shiny. Like it's you a see lot of, it yeah. head on. It's a lot of exactly dolly zooms, a lot of blocking, yeah. a lot of. Well, they, they, we did say that the, the dolly zoom of him mm-hmm. seeing it for the first time. It's like this is what I want. Mm. This is what I'm going to strive for. And so he then goes through the whole kind of all unionization storyline. Yeah. But then you really know that his heart isn't in it. I think Lakeith does do a bloody good job of. He's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, bloody! That's he what, emotes uh, so yeah. well. Damn you can me, really actor. tell what his true motivation is throughout the whole movie because he's just—I don't know—he he just does a great job of being kind of sort of uninterested in things. Yeah, that's mm. true. And then from that point on, as well, he meets Squeeze, mm. um, who is yeah. uh, Glenn from Walking Dead. Yeah, indeed, Stephen Young. And we find out Glenn is essentially a man that goes around uh, the US starting unions at yeah. smaller companies, uh, like an activist of sorts, and is starts that a union. Thing? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You get people to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I assume it is, but yeah. I, I kind of feel like it was a satirical kind of role. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a tongue in cheek kind of thing. But he does. He starts a union at Regal View and starts kind of like a in the middle of their work day, stands yeah. up and tells everyone to put their phones down and starts like a big protest there. Yeah, and that stems the peaceful protests of yeah. the Regal View organization. Which is very, very relevant to, the, to today's yeah. conversation. And yeah. looking at it now, especially, I watched this film about a year ago. I assume um, Rob saw it a few months ago. Mm. But at the point that we watched it, it was obviously relevant, but it wasn't as hard-hitting as it was mm. post-quarantine and post-Black yeah. Lives Matter movement. And now while it's happening, it is so almost abrasive it's so hard hitting when you watch stuff like that 
and you mm. see what's happening in real life compared to what's happening in this kind of film yeah. mm. where they not mm. it's not comedic but it is played for laughs at times but it's shown to be like a powerful movement yeah. and wow is it powerful now mm. I think it's well great... actually when I was I was just thinking about this sorry but if you if you'd show me this movie a couple of years ago I probably would have said something like oh man that would that seems like a fairly large scale thing, like a protest of that size. I'm sure everyone will be covering it. And nowadays I look at it and go, wow, that's a really small scale thing. I understand why they're not. It's just a bit, I mean, that's just, that's less commentary on the film and yeah. more commentary on life. Yeah. yeah. Spud raised the very valid point there. I think yeah. as well, it's a really good way to set up like the divide between like the characters. Like, mm. The class divide that they have the working class that yeah. without protesting the guy that's trying to go in. It also kind of brings up the idea of like race betrayers. Yeah, it's all well, more relevant to now, where like the black yeah. guy is going don't cross against the picket like line. his people crossing the picket line yeah. to be able to succeed it's in like classic capitalist tra- class Because that's the well, they're talking about it metaphorically, like oh no, don't don't go up with the professionals, stay down with us. That's their picket line. But when he does go to work with the higher ups. He physically crosses the picket line yeah. and gets a can of coke thrown at his head, well, which does him pretty serious damage, apparently. But he doesn't heal until he goes back to the working yeah. class. Well, it's interesting that the the film poses this kind of conflict between. Well, it, I think it does a very good job actually of managing the kind of conflict between race and the conflict between class. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of the people in the call center are sort of yeah. minorities. Mm. And well, it's a, it's, the no, management are all white, yeah. but then it kind of shows it poses the, the race is mm. kind of the new class, or you know age is kind of the new yeah. class. It's that classic kind of dichotomy, and it's showing you that it's, it expands more than class. And it, I think it does a really good job of mm. kind of doing that in a very subtle way. Oh that. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, outside of outside of the cool center mm. or the downstairs is. There are two black characters in the upstairs. Yeah. There's Cassius, who is the new guy who just showed up and real American dream in it. Mm. And then there's Mr. 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 Who Blank. I, it's never explained how he got where he is, but I can assume no. the, the exact same way that Cassius is. Just it's quite compelling. Playing yeah, the game. Isn't and, it? Maybe that's why he has the eye patch. I love the fact yeah. that he, he has an eye patch. He's clearly like... I, fe- I reckon his story is the most interesting out of anyone in this film. We don't know his last name. We don't know anything about him. No, you don't know his first name. You know that he is known by the title of Mr. Something and that he has an eye patch and a beard. Could you say that because his eye patch has never been revealed or his eyes never healed, Mm. that he never came back to the work? Oh, that's a very interesting thing. Which eye is it? It is left eye. It's the left eye. Which brings us beautifully the left eye movement. So it showed almost initially in the film, first 20 minutes, if that. And it is a consistent thing throughout the film. The left eye movement mm. is an anti-capitalism movement that fights the. I think yeah, we need called? the well-being, the well-being, the worry-free organization. Because the worry-free organization is essentially slave labor. Yeah, it's prison labor and slave labor put together, it's, but without the being locked up of prisons and without the the sort of, you know, why are we doing this? Because we can this of slave labor. Yeah, it's 100%. sort of. What happened if you put those two together and asked a judge how you could get away with it? It's like the American basically. dream of no rights. Yeah. The yeah. American dream of human sacrifice. Yeah. 
it's you know your work for mm. the sake of work really well it's they literally horrible. say that at some point they say oh there's no need to worry about pay because it's a lifetime contract yeah. yeah you sign up with these people yeah you never you can say on the advertising shit, yeah. you'll never have to worry about being paid again you'll always be provided because you spend all your life in the same room eating the same food being in prison <laughs> yeah and, yeah well, I mean, the filmmakers go about it in quite like a comedic way as well, because a lot of it is portrayed via adverts. Mm. Yeah, it is. So it's like the, it's the American style of. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, really, yeah. the only you could be here yeah, if you really, were me. The only insight to the worry-free company is mm. through the adverts or that mm. kind of like MTV style yeah. cribs thing. That's where true. the guy yeah. shows you around, and it's all just like kind of trying to tar up this mm. sort oh, of slavery. Actually, it might be like a weird parallel. I might be looking. Too too far in, you're way never, too I feel like you this never, is a film you where you can't really far. look yeah, too yeah, deep yeah. into what's not possible. Uh, you only ever see the uh, uniforms that the work-free... The worry-free. Worry-free, not work-free. That would be almost the exactly opposite. the opposite. But the uh, worry-free uniforms in when they... Uh, are we in spoilers now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's oh, my we never announced that. Yes, no, we did. did. Oh, yeah, now we did. We did. Yeah. yeah. Don't throw. Don't try and throw our the integrity of the podcast <laughs> under the bus. I'm sorry. Your yeah. three viewers are gonna be heartbroken. It's four. We get an average of 21 viewers per podcast. Oh, oh shit, that's not that's bad. Shit. That's not bad. Can we get around? Quick announcement. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. We are up to 33 pence. Oh, oh, oh hell yeah! How many flops is that? Split like five ways. Dude, we could buy two. Oh, you're not getting paid for this. Dude, <laughs> yeah, what we need, if we had a time machine, we could buy two Freddos. Oh. Yes. Ladies Three if we go back far enough. That is seven, nearly seven flumps. That's a, that's a bloody flump for one hand and two, two fingers on the other. Mate, you could. We're really making it in this big bad world, guys. <laughs> you could cut if you seven flump, fingers you off and you'd still have two flumps. It's the American flump. We're basically <laughs> on that top floor elevator. We are the big right. coolers. Captain, Captain questions. Captain questions. What's the biggest money maker? What social media? My uh, social media. Oh, yeah. uh, all Marvel's so house. We are um, because they're all pretty shit for it. Very true. Behind the scenes of kind of the D and D and D podcast, there's a bit of a a break into the scheme of it. A deep cut. A deep cut of, of sorts. So we actually did. Uh, we did pay for advertising on Instagram and Facebook for a oh, little while just so oh, we could shoot out the podcast which initially got us a few viewers so what you're telling me is that we're still lo- we've still, still lost money <laughs> we have definitely lost money cool but uh, uh, Spreaker Spreaker.com forward slash DNDND podcast is where we get the most money because we are able to monetize our podcast through that mm. well you boys you heard them out listen on, on that website correct Daniel it's <laughs> Business. We don't care about money, we do this for fun. Dan, if I'm we did it for money, we wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Even if you did it for money, and I'm not saying that you would, but would you like to spell that website out letter by letter? <laughs> are you, see, uh, are you, are you um, insinuating that people should visit spreaker.com dot com forward slash dndndpodcast.com? Really yes, I am, up. but just in yeah, case you're doing up. it for the fun, don't visit that. <laughs> don't visit that, only if you'd like to donate. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch or you would like some free money. <laughs> free 33 <laughs> pounds. Or, alternatively, hey. alternatively, if uh, you are a listener and you are 
maybe associated with a slightly bigger business. If you'd like to, uh, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe contact us. Maybe Please uh, contact me. I'm certain Jeff Bezos listens to this on the weekly. I've been maybe, emailing maybe, every maybe, episode maybe, uh, to him. I was kind of I got his personal email address. I've been sending them all. <laughs> maybe shoot a mid-roll for us because you can contact us Stop if you'd like to sponsor us at Dan no, and Dan. <laughs> podcast at gmail.com that is dan and dan podcast <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> is it that away. or is there a third d oh it's just dan and dan okay okay well i just There's heard, no it. I heard on the other podcast it's not drinking when we're working we're all... okay yeah, yeah. Well, i just heard there was some kind of miscommunication on a different podcast unfortunately episode. there is just another dndnd podcast ah, we will come to punches eventually, but eventually, yeah, point. there'll be a subsequent yeah. episode where the you the clash. The other one <laughs> is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Do you not think really. we could kick the shit out of it? Just podcast. You know what? Yes. Yes. I would like <laughs> last week. Why are you saying that? Like we haven't played Dungeons. And Dragons? I would be. I thought this was going to be. A you know what, Dan? Dragons podcast. Dan, last week we started. Dan, last week we started beef with James Corden. Yep. I'm starting beef with Dungeons and Dragons players. As a whole. Should we Ooh. start beef with the D and D and D podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D and D and D V D and D and D. Let's yeah. go. Let's Fuck go those D and D and D. I follow oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Come they on would, now! The they would the... never be able to deliver critical analysis of films like this podcast. <laughs> the boy. The Who would do that? They can only imagine a quest. <laughs> what kind of lame ass shit is that? Imagine a quest. No, no, exactly. Those guys are losers. <laughs> Poison. How about David Lynch? No, no, no. They think Shake my you hand. know what? They may be able to cast thunderbolts, but I spit fire. Oh, Swat fire. Fire. Okay, Swat let me just fire. silence you all for a minute. Yep. James of the D and D and D pod, the actual D and D and D pod, at us. Let's go. Yeah, which, let's take you on. Which alternatively, James, do you want to do a collab? Because we've oh, got the same yeah. name. That could be kind of. Tight. Do you want to join <laughs> two as one? Also, James from at Mister Sunday Movies on Twitter and um, at Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia Brown. Wikipedia. This is the first podcast, guys. It's only downhill from here. <laughs> actually, I'm James. Nick, I actually, he's busy with his travel. No, 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 no. James on. at James Darby at us. <laughs> Can I quickly at Nick Wood at Nick Wood? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Why at Nick, just have beef with Jameses. At you know, Nick wait, Pembroke. You, fuck you. James yeah. Godsell. Fuck off. Write <laughs> an apology email again. I, just, I assume you don't listen to the D and D and D podcast. Yeah, let's keep my mouth shut. Who does? Uh, wait, uh, which one? Ours or theirs? The actual Dungeons and Dragons one. No, I do. Sorry, little, I've uh, had a little going. listen since we made ours. Okay. There are two Jameses. Hell yeah! Yeah, honestly, Fuck so we're James. Like both of them. I hate Jameses. Uh, James, I can't remember your name. Hazel or whatever. Can we just appreciate that you are calling the other one the actual D and D and D podcast? Yeah, that's that kind you of believe a, so a little fair in your point. own that you don't believe it's the legit one. We're gonna they edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> they did it first. They did it first. But we did better. Done, done. First, the worst. 
Second the best. <laughs> to be fair, it does only give you something to work towards. You can eventually become the D and D podcast. Oh my God. Remember when we were discussing film? Getting back to the point. Yeah. What a fucking Which mess point? that was. What Where were we? What I'm going to do, I'm going to say this now because I feel like it's fair enough. I personally don't want to spoil this film too much. No. Even though we're in spoiler sections. You know it's what? I such don't, a great film. I don't there even think we brought up really the greatest part. Yeah. Well, that's I don't true. think it's fair. And I to feel bring like we up. shouldn't because I it wouldn't make sense to such a context. It doesn't make such sense. Such an absolutely excellent. I implore you to watch "Sorry to Bother You" yeah. by director Boots Riley. It is a masterpiece. Mm. But if you haven't, do not listen past this point because we will be spoiling the most amazing part of the film. Are we doing that kind of thing? So this is second spoilers. Second, the double spoiler. Spoiler. Spoilers. 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 Haggard. We haven't seen it. Trapped. <laughs> I cast super spoiler. The main part of the film, almost the big twist of yeah. it, you get Lakeith's character Cassius visits the owner of Worry Free. Worry Free. Worry Free. Steve Lift. Steve Lift. And he is insinuated to snort a line of coke with them. Fun fact, he was modelled after um, Elon Musk and Steve Jobs. That makes sense. Really? <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense. But he was still alive. And, uh, oh. Yeah, they, they just put a corpse in the film and <laughs> I would decided not have, that he would do coke. I would not have been... Wait, what? Lakeith was designed after the, the oh, Steve Lift, you moron. I'm being funny, alright I'm being guys? facetious. <laughs> I didn't know you were he hungry. He is uh, suggested to visit the... Is it the emerald door? The jade door? Jade. The magenta door. No, the magenta door. Magenta is red. The other jade. one is olive. Jade is the, to- the, the door for the toilet. Yes, but the magenta one's the one he actually goes to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Guy. Uh, olive is the one he goes to. Magenta's red, Spud. Yes, no, because he meets they're both the green. guy. Pleb. No, they're all green. There are three doors. Oh, yeah, okay, wait, no, I know what you're saying. When the, he goes to see The door is the one with the boss. Yes. That is the one he sent to originally, and then he snorts the line of coke. Mm. He asks the boss to go to the toilet. He goes to the jade door. And, in fact, he actually goes to the, o- the olive door, which is false. When he walks in there, he finds a horseman. That is in a, a half man, yeah. half horse. Very disturbing. Very big penis. It's, it's horrific. A surprisingly it's, big penis. It's imagine like a reverse centaur, basically. Essentially so. Mm. And from this point on, you find out that the company that Cassius has been talking to and working with has been subduing people and turning them into horse people because they pay better and work better. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible dystopia of a film. And it is a direct, almost direct kind of metaphor for racism and turning people into workhorses. Yeah. It's sort of an alienation kind of vibe. You know, you're mm. you're so involved in your work that you're no longer the person that you are doing the work, if you know what I mean. I yeah. know what you mean. Classic Marxist theory, am I right, guys? <laughs> we all simp for Marxists. I do so simp. I do simp mm. for Karl. I simp well, for Tessa Thompson. <laughs> I, yeah, no sense. You can simp right. for Karl Marx and Tessa Thompson. That is very true. Have you talked about the left eye symbolism? Uh, yes. I, I approached it briefly. Did we we no, 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 I approached it briefly. But the uh, the left eye is obviously the uh, the kind of activists against the 
Work free? What? Worry free. Worry free. <laughs> it's so confusing how this organization just slips my mind. Mm. The worry free organization. And they do make a uh, a few appearances in the media and on the TV. But you get Tessa Thompson, Cassius's girlfriend throughout the film, does show a symbol of makeup always on her left eye to show yeah. that she is always with the cause. It's a very, very subtle and very nice nod for it. Yeah. But uh, past the horseman point, Cassius breaks out of his kind of capitalistic view and starts to become an activist as, like with yeah. his girlfriend against the horse people. Why, well, yeah. it's, it's the moment that no, he... No, with get... the horse people. Yeah. Against the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah, obviously. Well, against, against the horse selling. company. Yeah. Yeah. The horse people corporation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's the moment that he gets burnt by the company that he sort of sees the yeah the error of his ways and then he exposes them through the was it like i got the shit beat. you got the shit yeah you I got, got the shit got kicked the, out of you no it's i got the program. shit kicked out of me and it's literally people go on screen get their ass kicked and that's it yeah, yeah. and yeah. then they fall into the shit pit yeah. lovely which metaphor. is a pit of shit bloody lovely it's a, metaphor. yeah it's, it's a, one it's of a the, not yeah. too subtle kind of yeah. jab yeah. of reality tv it's one of the adverts like the bits that's been running for the whole movie as well. Yeah, like exactly. A, a Chekhov's it's I just got sort of the shit beat out of A Chekhov's reality show. Yeah. yeah. Of sorts. But uh, yeah, you, you get to the point where Cassius has become an activist. He is against the company that owns the horse people mm. and starts a revolution. Pretty much, and yeah. sets up... Mm. Uh, initially in the film, he does break the picket line and becomes almost a villain to his own cause. And later in the film, he sets up the picket line to yeah. an unbreakable amount. It's, he, make, yeah. he gets some like weird statue people. I, yeah, I can't really people. remember the origin of the statues, yeah. but I know that kind of hinted yeah. before in yeah. the film. So we get some stone people and the, the American local football, football team, team. Yeah, mm. that are uh, the, that are suggested to Five, yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. I think the football team throughout. sort of serve as another classic like mm. you're so unaware of your own situation oh yeah that you're just continuing to do the same thing i think it's kind of a it's a yeah illusion it's to all the other that's true it's kind of a classic archetype especially in american culture there's a lot of these kind yeah. of sportsmen people stuck in their ways kind of characters peaking in like high school yeah, yeah exactly it's that kind of that kind of character <laughs> and that's it, so funny though because the way they introduce yeah. that team is them driving past an alleyway the main characters talking about how he used to be in a high school football team. Highway? High school. <laughs> high school football team. And they're driving past an alleyway. And they point out the window. And um, it's just, it's just like a big old <laughs> yeah, rabble yeah, of boys. Yeah. yeah. No, it, the, that's, that's what's nice about this film. There's so many of these little things that they point to. True. Uh, but they actually have so much more significance mm. to the wider story. And sort of just the general yeah. themes of the movie in general. Yeah. So they so managed to... <laughs> yeah, they, stop the, they stop the police from breaking through the picket line. Yeah. And then they are And then they call the National police Guard. Violence. Yep. Mm, yeah. And they absolutely destroy the rioters. Which is a very, very horrible symbolism of... Very close to home. And it's he gets, quite dark. And he gets smacked mm. in the face and thrown in the back of a van. Mm-hmm. And through this little slit in the side of it, he sees what's going on outside. And it's horrific. Everyone's getting the shit kicked out of them by the police. And the police actually almost run a bunch of people over in a van. It's pretty fucked up. Until you see... Until you see the van stop and get pushed back. By horse people. The horse people. By they the have boys. returned. <laughs> he, the boys. he entirely accidentally released the horse people from their captivity. 
Yep. And so I guess they were just wandering about looking for, to do some vigilante justice. Pretty much. Yeah. Which is respectable. Is that a metaphor how if the working class work together they can overthrow? The divided left. You yeah. Know, no, it's together. a metaphor so, for if we turn people into horses, they'd be great. Yeah, let's turn people into horses. That's, <laughs> That's what I've got in this film. I think, yeah, I think to be fair, the real takeaway of this film is that um, we what need to l- entirely submit ourselves to late capitalism equestrian men what are they called echo sapiens I think yeah. something like yeah. that oh. <laughs> uh, that scene is fantastic and what you get is the payoff of Cassius being a black rights activist with the horses mm. to essentially turn this the, the civilians against this corporation mm. and the ending scene it all looks positive it all looks very blockbustery happy mm. you get Cassius moves in back to his yeah. old garage from the start of the film with Tessa Thompson, his girlfriend. Living with Terry Crews again. Living with Terry Crews. Right. Well. He seems nice. He's him, got yeah. a lovely house now. Yeah, they and like him. In a very quick turn of events, he starts sprouting nostrils like a, a horse. horse. Yeah. And he cuts quick to cut to the end of the film and then uh, the post credits roll. Which yeah. is the fucking Steve Lift's house. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Steve gets raided by the horseman. They all come to fuck him up. It's a very nice kind of. And he just says, uh, so and he good. finishes it off by saying, uh, "Sorry to bother you," yeah. and smashing a camera uh, and breaking into his house. Boots Riley is an amazing director. This is his first mm-hmm. feature film. The fact is, his first film is absolutely blows incredible. my mind. And he based this off an album of his own band, The Coup, from 2012, called "Sorry to Bother You." Yep. And he built the film off this. Uh, fantastic, fantastic piece. Yeah. It really is. It's really amazing. Amazing, amazing political commentary, amazing, weird, humoresque yeah. kind of mm. point to it. I think the, the, the ability to balance those two yeah. and like all the absurdity throughout the whole film, but and be so on the nose but not annoying about it is just oh, yeah. really amazing. Mm. It's unbelievable. I just realised. All of the names mean something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We have literally well, yeah, said, yeah, we that said that on this podcast. No, but did you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you go into all of them? I don't remember. Well, we didn't go into all of them. We mentioned what, Detroit. Detroit. We mentioned Detroit, 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 Detroit Cash, Cash Green. Detroit, yeah. Cash Green, Mr. Lift. Something debauchery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a lot. I guess I just wasn't paying attention. There's far too much for us to bring down. We'd have to do a bloody YouTube video on it. In the debauchery one, there is literally a bit where the characters is like, what am I like, but that's, that's what's so good about this film it points so heavily to what yeah. the point it's making is but oh, without yeah. being like mm. it doesn't shove it in your face yeah exactly yeah. it doesn't shove it in your yeah. face but it's the perfect example of hiding in plain sight yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even basi- say that I think it's just really shoving, confident yeah. in what it's saying and it's nice yeah. to see that I would pay big money to watch the next Boots Riley feature. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. After this. As long as it includes any of any He's got an upcoming project. He's Ooh. working alongside another director, Ooh, but it hasn't been revealed what okay. the story or title is yet. Very nice. Well, Fair I will keep my eye out for that because that would, you know, it's a great yeah. film. And so do I. It attracted a lot of good actors as well. So sorry I can to, imagine sorry the next to bother you too. <laughs> do you have a little more time? <laughs> Very clever. I would hope so. All right. Spot? Yes. How many uh, related to the film, obviously, given they're horse people? Yes. How many furlongs out of ten would you rate this film? I was hoping you were going to go with the other one so I could have made a joke, but probably seven. Seven? How many are in a race? Who knows? Uh, I, I, number, I think it really does. Lot. Several horses. Close to, I don't follow horse racing. Clo- you know, I'm not a story. That would a take you quite a long time uh, as well. They're quite far. Making money. 
Shaw Patrick. <laughs> a seven furlong. Um, a seven furlong. That means a, it was a good thing. However yeah, many it definitely is. Definitely positive. Good. I would say a strong eight and a half Ooh. furlongs out of, out of ten. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Hogus, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I'd give it... I think I'll give it eight furlongs out of ten furlongs. <laughs> That's interesting, because you gave this an eight furlongs, but you gave Trolls World Tour a six strings out of six strings. All I'm saying <laughs> is you gave <laughs> Trolls a perfect score. You haven't seen Trolls World Tour <laughs> to be like, and I will thank you for not criticising. No, you, have, you haven't experienced you well Trolls World How Tour. dare you? It is a full body if high. The, if the review part of this podcast bring up, frankly, the best film of any year, let alone 2020, but... Hey, look, I'm getting to one, one, one of the greatest motion pictures ever put to screen. All I'm saying is it saves cinema. I can use it. I can tell you're passionate. I'm, I'm sorry for questioning. I will no, give I... it eight <laughs> furlongs out of ten furlongs. I'm I'll honest, give I'm... Trolls Bowl Tour again six. I'm, I'll be honest, yes. I'm worried that I put mine a bit too low because I didn't know what a furlong was. I don't know what a furlong is either. You so know what? Well, well, I, I, would fun, I think you've only got you know what? Ask the Tories. It's, I'm not a fucking Tory. I've only lived them actually. Oh. Oh. Alright, if we're asking Tories, oh. Eve, what's a furlong? It's like a It's like It's a unit of measurement. It's like long. It's like It's like how kilometers get put down to metres. Furloughs get put down to miles, basically, I think. Oh, furloughs yeah, okay. just... No, I think we should do this out of 10, because furloughs just... I was... No, <laughs> Dan. Furlough uh, is I was an economic steed. working during times A furlong is a unit of distance measurement. Where? Yeah, that's what, who said furlough? You did. <laughs> okay, well, it's a furlong. I was yeah. testing you. Trying to catch you boys out. After the 10... Yeah, we are all... The three of us did. Yeah, us three. Oh, I didn't. But I'm not a Tory, I swear. <laughs> With that shirt, you are. Oh, With that hat, you are. Oh, it robs Tory. Oh, no, it's a nice shirt. This is all getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, no, I, uh, that's that's a fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. I know Charles Ball Tour was a very um, <laughs> a good experience for you. Near and dear to your you heart. Um, I was saying eight, and I would like to give a special mention, I feel like we should have included it earlier, to the earrings that Tessa Thompson oh, wears. True. Incredible oh, right. character yeah. design. Absolutely. Beautiful. It's an Yeah. Tessa Thompson's earrings are a mainstay of the film. They are What's your favourite earring of the whole thing? I, do, I have to say, I do like the murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. I That's was not... a big fan of the electric chair. Like the electric electric I'll be honest, very your, very your rag in my face is nice. Deep in my that was very good. Because yeah. it's a reference to a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Which is a pretty nice little... Well, I guess I'm left with the cock one. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? As you... always. Why you don't have to. to use the glittery purple penis. Even I mean, if I um, it's two tone. Thank you. Yeah, it was purple and orange. Oh, sorry. on the um, on the chance that I don't video edit this podcast, which I I really pick and choose which ones I do because I'm a lazy man. I will just flash up the penis earrings on screen for when hate uh, when uh, a Hawker says what that. What am I called? Sorry. Shut up! I'm very drunk already. <laughs> When Hawker says that, so you get a good penis mention there. Nice. If you do a video editing, can you do that filter on everyone where they like face morphs into a horse? 
Yeah, that's your plan. That would be fitting. <laughs> Either way, I might just give this film a nine. Oh, a I nine was scared to go time. for a nine, but yeah, I don't blame you. I've already, I've obviously already watched it before, but it's such a fantastic. I film. think it was better on a second watch. It honestly was better on a second watch, and it, it hits so hard. Every single point, like political point, hits so mm. hard. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I also loved it. Yeah. Right. One of my favourite. What did you think of it, Vivian? <laughs> well, I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go? Only mention. Only mention of her in this. No, no, no. <laughs> Shut up. up. You cut out. You cut out all of this. Sample that bit. Just put the last. Like, all you No, no, no. You cut out all of that except me asking her and her answering. That's all she is in this podcast. And you're in. You'll be in the next. Oh, hello. Are you in a Christopher Nolan film? You'll be a main character in the next one. Bloody hell. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening again. It has truly been a pleasure. Been proud um, to be on this cast. If you'd like to contact us or email us or ask us, White Spot has such a low voice and uh, I haven't got a pun for this one or a joke. So let's just, just in go general? With it. Just what? in general. Do yeah, I? what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you, dude? Or alternatively, <laughs> apologize. sponsor just... us. You can email us at Dan and Dad po- Oh no. <laughs> Dan and Dan pod at gmail.com. There That's you go. Why Rattle that so one deep, off. Because I'm dad. If you want to contact it. us on Twitter, we are DNDND podcast one. And if you want to get in, get in contact with us on uh, Instagram, we are DNDND podcast. So you can, uh, you can at us there. Uh, of our friends of the show, there is a. Um, how do I plug Rob? It's if, you wanna, if you want to follow me, follow uh, Emmanuel underscore Basquez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It'll be the greatest experience of your life. That is I-N-N-A-N-U-E-L underscore B-U-S-C-A-S-E. If you'd like to follow my friend, yeah, Mr. Hawksman here, it is A. <laughs> it is A dot H-A-W-K-S-W-O-O-T. And if you want to follow... It's what? D, D, not D, or whatever. <laughs> and if you want to follow Hawk Eve, dude. I'm going to plug her art account because that's the big one. Is it E-V-E-S. <laughs> Next time, all right? E-V-E-S dot A-R-T dot J-P-G. And because she's such a little shit, <laughs> I'm going to plug Vivian Olivia R. Oh, so no, follow no, that no, as well. What are my It's called my Twitter. My podcast, my Twitter. Arrivederci. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, and I do apologise. You should. Oh no. no!